right, hey y'all. Welcome to another episode of The Great Overthinker with me, Jazamar. Now today we have a real one on the show. I've known her for about 10 plus years, 11. I don't know how many years. (laughs) (laughs) Probably, that's what it feels like. Um, (laughs) But she is someone who I've watched um, grow so much over the years and it's been really cool you know, to know somebody that you've seen their journey and see them overcome certain things and they, they've done the same thing for you. So I just appreciate her so much. I would like to welcome to the show my good friend, Makaya. Hey, 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 hey. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. How are you doing? Oh, my God. I... I'm doing quite well, actually. I just got back from getting my hair did, which is why I'm a little late. <laughs> um, I'm feeling fly. I'm feeling fine. And yeah. Tell us what you did with your hair, because I know you be doing some oh, stuff. Oh, yes. It's, it's, it's looking right. Shout out to Janae Braids on Instagram. Um, so I did, I don't even know, it's it's cornrows with the sexy middle part, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And then we did a custom ombre going okay. from black to dark purple to bright purple. And it's a vibe. Wait a minute. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for the plug. I mean, I don't need to get braids. I mean, maybe I'll get braids. Who knows? But no, that's cool. Thanks for shouting them out. Cause of course. Now, how long are these? Um, you know, past my knees. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I was like, all that color ain't no way it's short. Exactly. You know, I. You know, I. Once you go long, you can't go back. I love it so much. So, are you ready to get into this wheel of randomness? I sure am. Yeah. Well, go ahead and spin. All right. Let's see. Okay. We landed on InstaSave. InstaSave. So InstaSave is where you go to your last um, post that you saved, kind of (laughs) explain it, what it's about. Why did you save it? That kind of thing. So what did you say? Okay. This is actually funny because I just saved one like 20 minutes ago and I was like, this is a bomb ass caption. So it's a picture of a black man um, who I follow. Mm -hmm. And the caption says, I know the difference between checking on me and checking if you still have access to me. And I commented, woo, this. And I said out loud and I, ooh, because niggas be thinking they (laughs) slick. And really, you just want to know if you can still text me and get a response. And so this really just resonated with me on a deep soul level. Wow. Has this happened to you recently? It actually has. Mm. It happened today and it happened a few weeks ago where I heard from, I can't even necessarily call them friends, more so acquaintances. And one in particular kind of triggered me because he was like, hey, just checking on you. And I knew it wasn't, I don't know, it just didn't feel genuine, like energetically. So I didn't respond. And then the next day he texts me all like with all this anxious, worried energy, like, are you okay? And I'm like, nigga, we don't talk. Like, why are you (laughs) thinking something's wrong with me? Because I didn't respond to you in a day, which is very weird. So at that point I responded and I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, I'm busy. What's up? And he was like, oh, just checking on you. And I'm like... But are you really checking on me or are you just randomly texting me? You know what I mean? Like, it just felt, yeah, yeah it just, it felt a little empty for me. That's cool. That's, well, it's interesting because you got to like, well, you have to kind of like discern that stuff, like feel it out 
because I feel like most people are like, oh, they're checking on me and I thank you so much. But there is like an, a, an energy behind that. So I'm glad yes. you're able to like feel that. Yes, it, it's it's really interesting being because I love saying that I'm tapped in. Mm-hmm. But I feel like at this point, I'm a little too tapped in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I just be feeling things that I didn't necessarily sign up to feel. And I'm like, uh-huh. I don't know how I know this. I just know that I know it and I don't like it. <laughs> wow. You think you're going to be more, um, maybe, I don't know if it's outspoken, but be like, you just want to <laughs> be in my business or something like that. <laughs> Are you just going to tell them that? No, in this case, they didn't actually do anything wrong per se. So like, so you know, okay. I'm I'm working on not popping off unless people give me a reason to. And mm-hmm. I feel like I've kind of mastered that art. So I feel like unless somebody actively comes at me foul, mm-hmm. I'ma just keep it cute and not say anything. Cause you know, everybody going through their own shit. So I get it. But Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I follow this group or not group, but this uh social media type thing called the that great juice um they were probably actually one of the first like for me shade room type websites that i used to go to and then once instagram became a thing i know they're actually based in the uk but um they usually have a lot of like black culture relevant things so kind of interesting but um they posted a uh, a video of karen clark sheared with her son i don't know if you saw not her son her grandson sorry and um she's basically um having like a lesson with him um so she's like singing a part doing like some runs and stuff and then the the grandson repeats after her and they you know go back and forth and he has to be Hmm. under 10 I'm, I'm not really good with ages like mm-hmm. between 5 and 10 is the same to me so <laughs> he has is. to be <laughs> he has to be like <laughs> under 10 but the thing is so you know how Karen sings like she's a beast sings down down <laughs> and so she's doing that and he is so he's not doing exactly what she's doing but there's something so beautiful about the fact that he's not doing exactly what he's doing, what she's doing, mm. because it, it feels like she's creating like this safe space for him to just try it. Oh, so I love you that. may can't do this run yet. You may can't do exactly what I'm doing, but do it. Just trust me. And so he and he's singing like his ass off. Like he is he's doing it. But I just see that in it. It's not about him being perfect oh, or anything wow. like that. It's just like the, the community. So it's it's pretty amazing because this little boy is getting it. But uh, yeah, that was That's the last so one I saved. I know. That's I actually know. really beautiful. I want you to send it to me. And also, I feel like you've got to drop the audio on this podcast because I want to hear can this it? little boy sing. I can. Let's see. I'm going I'm to actually play it for you, see if you can hear it. And then oh, I can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes. 
Yeah. It was okay. so precious. Okay. Yo. Their family, like, come on. Come on. Yeah, so he is so young. But I'm like just watching it, she's just so proud. So again, I mean, I said he didn't hit everything, but he's hitting like 99% of this. Uh, um, yeah. Right? So it's just beautiful to see like just community in, in practice, you know, even within sure. families and to seeing how people support each other through their growth, you know, like he is mm-hmm. in, in the very beginning stages of, you know, exploring this talent. If he even wants to do that, we don't know. But knowing that you have somebody supporting you in that way is just beautiful. And not everyone gets that. So when right. I saw that, I'm like, this is so everything, you know? So that I was mine. That. that was How mine. I know. I know. So um, so now we're going to get into just who is Micaiah. Tell us a little hey. bit. You know, let us First- know what you want us to know. <laughs> Well, first, you know, we're going to start off with my mini names because recently Mm -hmm. I've been asking myself the same question. Like, who the fuck am I for real? For real. Mm -hmm. Like, I know who I am, but I'm like, who am I for real? For real. Yeah. Like below what I present to the world. And so through this process, a few nicknames have come to me. (laughs) Do share. (laughs) So my name is Makaya Green, a.k.a. Kaya G, a.k.a. Tidiana Grande. (laughs) I love this. Yes. And I am, you know, a lit ass, boss ass bitch who, you know, came back to this earth to try to raise the collective vibration because it is ghetto. (laughs) And, you know, I just feel, I feel like I'm here for a reason in this moment. Um... And yeah, I'm I'm a, you know, regular down ass girl, originally from Dallas, Texas, but grew up in Compton. Mm-hmm. Um, and then have just kind of been in LA ever since against my own will. Just kidding. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and um, yeah, I'm just out here doing this Hollywood shit, trying to build an empire, like really trying to tap into my inner child. Hmm. Yeah. And that's who I am in like a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, that's a big nutshell. <laughs> Yo, so so you listed three individuals. How different mm. are they? Can we Ooh. can we learn a little bit more about them? Oh, I love this. <laughs> so I feel like Makaya Green, and I have to say the full name because mm-hmm. I associate her with like my outward facing like true Capricorn in every sense of the word, meaning like I'm very occupied, um, not necessarily with what other people think of me, but how other people perceive me is unfortunately kind of important. So I feel Mm. like with Micaiah, I'm very like polished ish and like, okay, polish is the wrong word. I've actually never been polished, but I just, (laughs) I feel like Micaiah has her shit together. You know, like she knows why she's here. She's on a mission. She's diligent. She's all of these things. Like, all the shit you see on LinkedIn, Makaya did that. Yeah. And I feel like Kaya G is my fun, is like my true creative self who always says exactly what's on her mind and exactly the tone and the way that she wants to say it. Um, And who, that's going to be my rapper name. Well, I guess it is my rapper name. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Kaya G is the, like, fearless, risk taker who's just like here to have a good ass time 
and Tidiana Grande. Tell us. Tidiana Grande is tell basically us. Kaya G after dark. Wait, what'd you say? Mm, I say tell us. <laughs> <laughs> so Tidiana, yo, fully embraces her body, loves every curve. She's exploring her sexuality and herself. She's like dating on the scene, a little bit of a you know, pimp player energy, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she may learn pole dancing at some point. She may become a cam girl at some point. You just never know where this girl's going to go. Yo, I love it. I feel like I've met each one of these people at some point. So I love this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny. This is the first time I've actually bro- broken it down like this. So no, thank you for I asking that it. question. <laughs> No, I love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Especially like over the journey and like me knowing you, I'm like, okay, I know exactly who these people are. Got right? It, okay. It, so you've it. seen you've seen the mm-hmm. ladies. <laughs> yes, I have. I love them all. I love oh. them all. <laughs> and they all love you. <laughs> I love it. I think we all probably like having a name to that that part of us, because we're all multi multifaceted like we're not just one dimensional so i think it's cool to like have a name to those different parts of us like i don't know what i would name mine but oh jasmine contrail i know for sure is one of them in there we got jasmine j in there we got just jazz in there so yeah i gotta figure out how to define them but oh i love this i I yeah it's been very helpful for me in like knowing how to, what to call it and where to place it. You know what I mean? Cause before it kind of mm-hmm. felt a little bit contradictory. I was like, well, I want to be this thing, but I'm also this thing. And like, how do I reconcile all of these aspects of myself? And then now I feel like I'm able to categorize them in a way that's been very helpful for my Capricorn ass. Yeah. I feel that it's funny. Cause I was talking about that um, on another episode about us, like, there's this sense that we need to be like one person. Like there's mm-hmm. only one thing we can believe in, only uh, one thing we can represent. And it's like, nah, there, there's other things that I can do and be in this same body. So yes, I love it. And Identity I support it. It is a spectrum. It is. It is. Love it. Um, so, you know, you're on The Great Overthinker. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously before we start, you know, getting into the overthought, um, would you consider yourself an overthinker or not? Oh, 1000%. I also mm-hmm. have anxiety and potentially ADHD. So I'm like, like an actual overthinker. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I feel it. Yes. How do you think that uh, like shows up for you in general? Because I, I think there's so many people that I talk to and I'm like, you know, I know I'm an overthinker. I'm just not kind of realizing that. Mm. I knew I knew I'd. I overthought things a lot, but I didn't, I don't know if I would call myself an overthinker. I was like, yeah, I think about that. And I think about that and I overanalyze that. But um, like, how do you feel that shows up? Because there are Mm. people I talk to and I would never guess that they're really an overthinker because they do so much stuff. And like, you're such an action person. Like, what do you mean you overthink? But, you know. (laughs) Wait, so question, do you, did you think I was an overthinker? Um... I mean, I know you, so I feel like we've <laughs> we've had conversations where I would I would think that, or I I, I know that. Um, but <laughs> so I think, yes. <laughs> well, it's not a bad thing. It's just because I know no, you, I know, not I know, because of me judging you or anything. But <laughs> I think if um, if I didn't know you, I don't think I would would think that at all. Interesting. Um, 
Because I think people associate that maybe with certain types of personalities. I mean, you're very outgoing. Um, these things don't mean anything for sure. But I think people maybe have like a an idea of what an overthinker looks like. And I don't know if you would fit that stereotype. So mm. if I didn't know, you know, but obviously we've had like in-depth conversations. So I understand, you know, the depths of your, your how you think and things like that. So for and vice sure. versa. So yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, no, for sure. Like to answer your question, I feel like I've always analyzed everything, but I just thought that that was normal. And then I feel like as I've gotten older and just started observing other people, I've noticed how quickly folks are able to move on like their dreams or just, you know, things that they want to do. I've like been able to see, I'm like, oh wait, how did you go from like thinking about it to acting on it? And that's when I realized I was like experiencing some delays in terms of like my thinking process and just how deeply, like I will literally, like, for example, I could say right now, I want to build a TV empire one day. And instead of like just creating a to-do list, I'll then like project myself 30 years into the future. And I'm thinking about what it's like and and do I really want this? And it's like, girl, (laughs) yo, (laughs) chill, chill, like just chill. It's just a thought, but I just take them and run. Yo, that kind of goes, I think to kind of our overthought discussion because you know, we're going to talk about relationships a little bit and, and dating. <laughs> um, but this that's something we definitely, well, in my personal experience, I have thought, what is this experience in like 30 years? Or, you know, I'm going to feel the same way. And then you're yeah. like, mm, no, so I'm not going to explore yeah. that. And then it know? becomes overwhelming because it's yes. like you're 50,000 steps ahead. And all of a sudden you're overwhelmed by the idea of something. Mm-hmm. And as I've just been in therapy and like been talking to people, I'm realizing like that is a symptom of anxiety as well, you know? So like racing to outcomes or like racing to the negative, like any sort of like negative outcome before that's even your reality. I'm like, Oh, this is a miswiring of how my brain is like making conclusions. And like, that's Mm -hmm. not helpful. Yeah. You're definitely not the only one because I think going back to your point about it being normal, I think we all do it so much that mm-hmm. I thought it was normal. And then, you know, I, I said on the show before, like I went through therapy too. And that was the only, the first time I realized like, um, you're kind of overthinking like unnecessarily, like what, mm-hmm. calm down. It's not that yep. serious. So yep. yeah, I love it. I don't love it, but I love the idea of understanding what it is so we can kind of tackle it a little bit better you know absolutely shout out to therapy I know you know I don't I really I don't know actually I do know you know what I'm saying I feel like I would be in a constant state of worry and just distress you know what I'm saying had I not found therapy so I'm very grateful for that yeah me too me too So let's get into the overthought discussion for today. So, you know, this is something we could talk about for hours and hours and hours and days (laughs) and months. (laughs) So we're talking about the state of dating, um, which Mm. could, again, be its own series. But specifically, we're talking about the state of dating as a Black woman Mm. um, and as a badass Black woman. I was just 
just bought this yeah, song. No. That's a badass. That's a badass black woman. Black woman. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be specific because they matter. Exactly. Um, no, they listen. The specifics absolutely matter. <laughs> Watch yo. the adjectives. Right. Yo. So with that, um, I guess I'll just start off by asking you, like, how has your dating experience been as a black woman? And I would say, <laughs> I mean, you live in Los Angeles. I would say first specifically in Los Angeles and then in general. Well, the good news is, you know, I've been in Los Angeles since I was, since I first started even talking to boys or like, you know, even exploring what it is to date and all that stuff. So I feel like that makes me an expert. And <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I can, I can confidently say with my chest that to be a black woman trying, I'm not even gonna say dating in LA, trying to date in LA, because there's a difference, you know what I'm saying? Talking to niggas is not the same as dating. And so honestly, mm -hmm. when I look at my life, I don't think it's been a dating experience so much as it's been like me facilitating interactions with various men and boys, um, primarily boys, who you know, are either interested in me or want something from me or who I'm interested in or want something from. And yeah, I can't say that I've had a traditional dating experience here. Yeah. What do you think the difference, let's do some terminology things. So what is the definition of dating to you Ooh, yes. also versus I'm talking to somebody? Oh, I love this question. Okay. I've kind of narrowed it down. So to me, dating is an intentional process where two or more people, <laughs> um, you know, who have, have expressed romantic interest in each other. We can, we can classify romance as however you want to classify it, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, who have expressed romantic interest in each other, who are intentionally getting to know each other with an eye towards like, you know, being in each other's life in some way, whether that's a relationship or for some people that means a path to marriage. For other people, that means like a long-term undefined situationship. Like it can mean a lot of different things in terms of where you're going. But I think for me, the difference between dating and just talking to somebody is the intention. I feel like when you're talking to somebody that usually, at least for me, it looks like, you know, random hookups, hitting them up, you know, getting hit up at the last minute, like, hey, can I mm -hmm. come over? Or, hey, are you trying to go here? Like, but it, and then when anytime, if, if you were interested in having a conversation of like, hey, like, I want to see you more, I want to like, you know, see where this goes, usually those conversations are shut down or just, you know, straight up ignored or gaslit or whatever. Um, and it kind of just stays in that zone of like, what are we doing? Or like super casual encounters that are just kind of on a moment to moment basis. Got you. So do you think that you have been interested in dating, but the other party has been interested in talking? Oh like, my God. Is that, yes. Is that what you feel? Story of my life. I mean, I think right now. I guess I'll give you the history. I think when I first in college is when I really started because in high school, you know, I had holes. <laughs> ah. um, and I felt like in college is when I first realized, I guess, like the dating hierarchy in a real way in terms of like who on campus was like 
a girlfriend versus like who was just messing around versus like who wasn't getting any play and why. And so I feel like after college and like once I, as I've grown in adulthood, I, I have found myself in a few situations actually where I would start talking to somebody, we would start messing around. Next thing I know, I'm like enjoying their company. It's less that I wanted a future with us in particular. In some cases I did, but like in other cases, I was like, I just, I like this feeling. Like I want to be around you. And I noticed that they were just playing a different game entirely. And I was, I was very confused at first. And and my best friend, Mark had to sit me down and be like, baby girl, (laughs) these boys are not like you're, you're coming in with intentional energy and they have never indicated that they want to be intentional with you. So it's not, you know what I mean? It's not nothing to be as sad about, but you just, it's important to be aware of it so that you can manage your expectations. And honestly, that has changed my entire perspective on dating. It's changed my experience and my attitude towards it. Cause now I feel like I can just, now that I know what I want and now that I can, I know what my expectations are, I can easily assess whether or not someone's on the same page. Yeah. So where do you think like the misalignment comes from? Like initially? Ooh, I love this question. I'm out here. (laughs) Honestly, I think, I really think it starts um, from childhood. I think that girls in particular are raised um, to aspire after long-term commitment, i.e. marriage. Like, and and I'm generalizing, obviously, but I just think by and large, we can all agree that from a very early age, I knew what a wedding was. I was looking forward to mine. Like all of these things were kind of just drilled into me. Whereas boys are giving, given the opposite messaging. And Mm -hmm. so like within the context of like a hetero ghetto relationship, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That creates an automatic misalignment in a lot of cases, Uh, you know, and obviously there are people who go against what I'm saying in terms of like their desires. But I think by and large women are, you know, socialized to want certain things that men are socialized to run from. And so like now we're in an epidemic and uh, I think we're all just kind of stuck in the middle of it, picking up the pieces. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up as far as childhood, because I know from, I mean, I cannot speak for every man. I mean, I know I'm a queer man, but I think we are all kind of initially brought up with the same mm-hmm. kind of goals and aspirations. And, yep. you know, I feel like when it comes to dating specifically, no one really talks about that. So we have mm. these, you know, even for women, you're talking about marriage and maybe the the end result, if you will, or, you know, having kids and all these other things, which are pretty s- serious things. I mean, yep, marriage is serious. not a, a light thing. Nope. So I think I grew up, thinking more about those things and no one really talked to me about dating and um, the things that comes along with dating because you know despite me being queer as far as uh dating communication and intentions and all those things that is that has nothing to do with um you know sexual preference or gender any of those Mm -hmm. things it's just how are we on the same page yeah and i I don't think i was ever really taught how to um, have those communications or have those interactions and in, uh, I don't know if I want to say a healthy way but really at all it was kind of like yep. assumed so a lot of the things I learned about you know if I'm talking about when I'm younger about my about interactions with women 
is stuff that I learned from other boys or other men in my, in my, my circle. And it wasn't always the best uh, example because, you know, if you're a child, you're just doing what someone else has told you to do or what else you, what you've seen on television or whatever. So, you know, I feel in my community growing up, um, we were just kind of teaching, teaching ourselves to a degree. And that's where a lot of, I think, misalignment comes when you're trying to date someone who may actually have expectations and you're just uh, doing what you think is is right. So mm. even outside of that, once I started dating, which I didn't do a lot of, to be honest, like I had to figure out how do I how do I date? I don't really know how to how to do that. This is very yep. new for me. And I think that could be the same for a lot of black men out there because at least the ones that I know, we're not necessarily taught those things. And there are, you know, people who have that experience where their father or an uncle or somebody says like, this is how you treat a woman, all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how frequent that is or how, how often that happens in our community. So childhood is like a huge part of that. Yes. So I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, absolutely. You're so right. And in this moment, I'm realizing I love what you said about not learning the lessons. And I don't know about you, but what I realized is like, I didn't learn those lessons because my parents also didn't really have the language or the range. You know what I'm saying? To navigate these conversations. Like back in the day, people were getting married much, much younger. And the generation before that was largely getting married for financial stability reasons, especially, you know what I'm saying? So when you think about just the history of women's rights in this country and like all of these things and how it correlates to relationships and marriage, I'm realizing like, yo, we're really, at least I and my family am in the first generation of people who are taking their time before hopping into marriages and are actually getting to know each other and like, you know, casually exploring divorce and all of these things are still relatively new. And so once I think about it in that context, I'm like, damn, like my parents didn't even have the tools, let alone, I mean, how, you know, if they didn't have the tools, how are they going to be able to give them to me? Yeah. What, like, do you think there are, and we're talking about when you're younger, are there, are there things that you overthought, um, in the dating process, like when you were younger, trying to date and figuring things out, like what types of things did you like overthink? Ooh, what did I overthink? Honestly, I, and I'm like actively sitting with this, but Mm -hmm. I feel like my first real, I guess you could say like dating situation where I was like having boyfriends and stuff all to, for me was like in seventh grade is when it like really picked up. (laughs) Basically when I moved to LA, like that's when shit got popping. Um, and I remember there being a lot of like, um, there was a lot of assumptions on behalf of the girls. Like we would be out here being like, yeah, that's my boyfriend. And then I found myself and observed quite a few situations where the the boys that we were claiming were not claiming us. And so Mm. I think I did a lot or we're like, I had a situation where my, who I thought was my boyfriend was talking to the homegirl, not realizing we were best friends and was out here trying to book, trying to double book us for movie night. And I was like, this is crazy. Wow. And then we teamed up on his ass and was like, got him. Like you tried it, but like <laughs> we talk and we're homegirls and we're not doing that. And yeah. so long story short, I think I, 
I overthought the notion of monogamy and how to like, one, I think I was like, how do I get to the status where a boy is actually claiming me? Cause it, I was, and I used to think that it was something that I could do. Um, and I just spent a lot of time thinking about that. And like, until I got to the point where I was like, well, I guess I'll just be the side chick. Cause what I'm not going to do is be the girl that's getting claimed and then getting cheated on. Mm. Wow. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think? Like, I'm kind of skipping ahead, but like, it, well, what is the solution to that? Like, mm-hmm. I know there's been a lot of growth since like high school and college and things like that. So like, what is your, like your, your approach now? And do you feel like that is attracting different kinds of men or is it like, <laughs> you know, you, you've had this revelation and you're, you're walking in this new light and you're still getting the same dudes like are, mm. are, are handling the same situation. So you feel like that is the case or it's a little different. Honestly, my solution has been to divest from men. (laughs) (laughs) I have quit. I'm, I'm done. I think, you know, where you lost me is where you said men. I'm just, I, I got to the point jazz where I realized I was just like, yo, I'm 29 years old. The fact that I'm still dealing with, the levels of fuck shit that I have experienced in the last few years is wild to me. And to me, the common denominator was men. And I was like, you know what? Maybe if I just stop engaging with men in this way, my life will improve. And I kid you not, my hair has been growing. My skin (laughs) cleared up. I dropped 20 pounds naturally without effort. Like so many things that I had been like actively trying to work on just naturally started happening because I was pouring all of that energy back into myself instead mm-hmm. of letting these men suck it out of me and give me nothing back in return. Wow. Yeah. Yo, that is, oh, say la. Yo, I mean, so, so what does that look like, like moving forward? So, yo, so you're saying divest from men, like what does that <laughs> looks like? And like, what does that look like in practice for you? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Mm-hmm. So to be clear, I still have a select few of men in my life. Um, most of them are queer and most of them are existing in a platonic capacity currently. Um, and so when I say divest from men, for me, that has meant divesting from relationships with men that are like either sexually based or that are unclear romantically, like that just lack clarity. Um, and to stop, like, for example, like if a, if a man that I was like engaging with would have text me even just a year and a half, two years, two years ago, like pre Rona, I'll say I'm not even pre Rona. If a man would have texted me being like, what you doing tonight? I literally would have went into overdrive, hopped in the shower, got ready, all this stuff to accommodate him wanting to see me primarily out of loneliness. And now that I'm like just in love with myself and like actually caring for myself, that can happen. It literally happened today. Somebody was like, yo, can I see you tonight? And I was like, no. And I don't have plans beyond this podcast. I just, it's not worth my energy to see him. So to me, that's what it has meant to divest is like only engaging with men in a romantic capacity who can match my energy 
who mm-hmm. match my level of intention and like desire. And then anybody who isn't bringing that energy, it's like, I don't have time for you. Yeah. Having that approach, have you been able to engage, you know, with some men that are actually worth your time? Mm, the short answer is no. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. But, but, you know, listen, I, I noticed a few things. One, I noticed that I was dating a lot of men who were my age or like only a few years older than me, which I realize is a mistake. And so I've decided like, if I am going to continue dating men, I'm going to need them to be 35 and up just, just <laughs> off GP. Like, I, and I honestly yeah. do think that expanding my like pool in terms of age and maturity, I do think that I will encounter some men who do match my energy, you know, who, who, I'm excited to get to know, but are they currently in my life? If so, I'm oblivious to that fact. <laughs> got you. Got you. <laughs> Yo, I'm excited for this uh, this journey. Yo. Yes, me too. And if you is in my life and if you're listening to this and you a real nigga who wants to shoot his <laughs> shot, please know niggas don't be shooting their shot. So hop right on in my DMs and say, what's up? Yo. Well, a question. So what do you feel about... Uh, this is kind of random, but how do you feel about women pursuing um, men? I'm all about it. Okay. I'm all about it. I, I, I think that inherent in that whole debate you know what I'm saying? Not, I'm not even going to say in the question because I think it's a fair question given the state of patriarchy in the world. But I think my issue around the debate of like, should women approach men? It suggests that women don't have agency. I'm a grown ass woman. You're a grown ass man. What beyond our genitals, you know what I'm saying, is differentiating who should be the quote unquote aggressor or who should make the first move. I think we've been socialized to believe that men should make the first move, but especially now where we have an extreme imbalance of black women and black men specifically in terms of actual numbers and, and the way that a lot of men have just been growing increasingly more passive over the last decades, Mm -hmm. you know, I think if you're a woman out here, like, and you aren't afraid to go after what you want, I think it's in your best interest to approach these men because nine times out of 10, they're not necessarily approaching you for a number of reasons. Um, and ain't nobody got time for that shit. Yeah, I agree. I think also like I'm the kind I'm the type of dude that is very ob- oblivious to like someone like I liked you and you didn't know and I was sending you signals. I'm like I didn't see any of those things. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I think a lot of men may be like that. Like I I didn't know that you were interested in me. Wait, so can we I'm, talk about though? Because I've always been curious yeah. about that. Because I can't lie. Uh-huh. I for as bold as I seem, as Makaya seems, like. I'm low key a little passive sometimes when it comes to matters of the heart. And I've all, I've done, I've been that girl where I was like dropping hints and being all sad that they didn't get it. So I'm curious from like your perspective, like what be going through your mind, like in these moments? Well, well, I think part of it, if, if I'm honest, I think say for instance, you're not really checking for somebody and it's not a bad thing. It's just like, I'm just not checking for them. Mm. Like you're probably you're probably not gonna see those things because you're not really checking for them. But if Got you're like, oh, you. you're kind of 
whatever, you're my style or you're my whatever, then you're going to be more sensitive, I think, to those those clues or those hints or whatever. And I think that's just what it is. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. It's just something that happens. So sometimes if someone is not very obvious about, I like you, or at least I want to go on a date and we can figure out the vibes, there are some people, it may not be men, but it could just be some people who don't see those things because I'm not looking for those things. So mm, uh, that's a word you know. message. You know. That's a word. You know what? I'm so happy you said that because regardless of gender in terms of like man, woman, whatever, what I've realized is that when two or more <laughs> people are <laughs> gathered, um, that was good. Um right. are interested <laughs> in each other, I do feel like there are signals and there are cues and I think that if you're tapped into the other person meaning like you're interested in them in some way or you're checking for them I feel like you can and do pick those things up and you can choose to return them or you can choose to act like you didn't see it and so to what I've had to realize is like these niggas that I felt were being passive or were being like kind of boring I'm like well girl maybe he's not into you you know what I'm saying and just being okay with that instead of trying to like force a situation with somebody that ain't even seeing me. It's like, do you don't see all of this sitting right here? Yeah. So true. That's where it starts. It's just Mm -hmm. like how you see yourself. And I think those things like kind of come to you. Now, I don't know when. I mean, I'm not saying you got to wait 20 years or so to find your boo. Shit, I have. (laughs) Going on 30. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's just really interesting because I think even for myself, you know, Obviously, I'm dating a black man, but right, Um, but (laughs) you're doing the opposite. You're investing in black men. (laughs) I I am, I am, and I I feel like this is actually the first like black man that I would say I, I, well, we're together. But as far as when we were dating, that was the first person black um, man that I was dating, and a lot of it is funny because you may see some things. And the other person that you may see in you being that you're both black men. Mm. So a lot of it was really trying to redefine for myself what dating looked like, what a relationship looked like, and what did I want that to look like? And how do I communicate this to somebody? So a lot of this, you know, or someone that I'm interested in, a lot of this I had to just figure it out. There was no book I read that say like, this is how you approach dating. Um, This is how you approach queer dating. Like I I didn't have any of that, but I knew what I want to feel. And I also knew what I was open to. So at that time when I started dating him, um, I was just in a very open space. Like, I don't know if I've, I knew, I know how to date. Let me just tell you how I feel and we can figure it out to make sure we're on the same page. So a lot of it was just communicating and figuring out, you know, what we wanted and kind of working it out and, you know, seeing where we want to go collectively. But, uh, you know, I had to really not overthink the future because my younger mindset, even though it was geared more towards women as far as marriage and kids and things like that, my, my perception or concept of dating, I had to switch that and be like, okay, Jazz, don't think about like 30 years from now. Think about yeah. how you feel right now and what you want right now and communicating that with someone that you love, you yeah. know, and, and continuing 
to do that over and over and over. So I feel like even though we've been together a long time, we're still dating because dating yes. is this like kind of figuring people out and yep. and making sure you're on the same page. And mm-hmm. you know, as we continue to, to grow individually, we're we're kind of renewing ourselves and coming to each other and we're like, okay, this is where I am now. This is who I am now. Let's rock, you know, and no. move into the next next phase. So, you know, I really, really had to redefine what dating meant for me, what relationships meant for me, and kind of sh- strip away that overthinking part of it and be like, okay, let's start from scratch and, and redo this thing. So yes. I feel like that sounds like what you've been doing. Like what what steps you know, because we kind of skipped a, a big gap, like from college to now, but like what, <laughs> what steps do you feel like you've taken to be in a, a space where you can be like, I'm divesting and I'm only, you know, spending my time with people, with men who I mm. feel are worth it. Like mm. what, what steps did you take to get there? Yo, I think it's, I think the, the real question is what steps did the universe take? Um, mm. Because she put us all in a whole goddamn pandemic. <laughs> she did. And so she honestly, did. if I'm being honest to God, yo, I spent my, the night of my 29th birthday, I was, this is the catalyst. I was, I was crying on mm. my couch alone after having a party and letting a nigga piss me off. I... Oh, wait, actually, no. This was my 28th birthday. No, 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 no. My 29th party, I had a Savage X Kaya show. Okay, yo, this is 28. <laughs> yeah, this is top of 2020. So I spent, after that, I was like, wait, why am I crying on my birthday? Then I was like, oh, it's because of a man. This is stupid. I was like, Makaya, what are you doing? And so I had to dig deep. And I said that night, I was like, this is going to be the last time that I ever let a man impact me like this. Someone who's mm-hmm. not even, who doesn't even occupy that much space in my life, mind you. It's not like this was my boyfriend, none of that. Like it wasn't none of that. And yet I was so impacted by his actions. Yeah. And so then the panorama hits two months later and all of a sudden I'm in my one bedroom apartment by myself for over a year. And I had to get comfortable with myself. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really have a choice. And so I took that time instead of leaning into distractions. I really took that time. I was like, I'm coming out of this fully in love with me, like fully understanding what's going on mentally, spiritually, physically, all of these things. And I really just committed myself to do the work, like the personal work. And I learned how to have a good ass time by myself in my apartment with, without the TV on, you know what I'm saying? I now know how to throw a party of one. And since I became so comfortable with myself, it then became either an enhancement or a disturbance to hang out with other people. And it was very easy to know who was like giving me life and who was sucking away my energy. And so once I kind of, I dabbled, I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. During this process, you know what I'm saying? A bitch got lonely. I was at home like, okay, I don't know how many more sex toys I can buy. Like I, I need like an actual body. And so, you know, I dabbled back into old situationships and they weren't lit anymore to me. Like it just felt Uh, empty. Like it just felt like I was just like, wait, why did I do this? I don't even feel better than I did before you came over. Like I actually feel worse. And so once I started like just acknowledging what my body was telling me, what my energy was saying, 
I was just like, yo, I'm actually good, <laughs> you know, and I can really wow. say that now with a straight face. Um, and it, it's changed my life, but I really, for me, 2020 was the catalyst for a lot of this. I had been thinking about it for a long time, but I didn't have the courage to be alone. Yeah. Wow. So this is fairly recent in general. Oh, yes. Wow. I mean, <laughs> the evolution of, of Kaya G is, is occurring in real time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yo, I mean, one thing like you were saying that kind of stood out to me was the loneliness, the loneliness part. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's such a huge fear of being alone yeah. and being lonely, even though those are technically two different things. You know, yeah. you can be by yeah. yourself, but not necessarily feel lonely and uh it's cool that you're finding like joy and love being alone and realizing you're not really lonely i mean you you can feel that and i get the you know sometimes you go back to old ways but also we're human so that's fine Mm -hmm. but i think there there's something about this loneliness thing that makes people men and women and everything in between uh, feel like they don't want that. Like, yes. I don't want to be lonely or I'm yes. going to be lonely the, the rest of my life. So I need to attach myself to this person. So I just have a person. And I, yes. I think that is just not enough, you know, to sustain you the rest of your life. Yo. You know, it's just, it's just not if, if that is in, indeed the, the type of relationship, because people go into marriages like that, where yep. I just don't want to be lonely so I marry this person and have kids and do all these other things and like you're kind of attached to people this Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. but they may not actually fulfill you in any way you know Mm -hmm. so a lot of these things start off by your self-love even though it sounds so like you know 2020 and 2021 it sounds so Instagram cute it does but 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 it's real it is so real it is so real and I've um I've been practicing that and understanding that. And even in, again, the relationship I'm in now, there's so much of me still making sure that I'm taking care of myself. And, you know, my partner gives me the room to do that. I give him the room to do that as well. Like, Mm -hmm. look, how can I help you grow as a person, as an individual? And he's the same way with me. And, I love that, but it's also something I'm not used to, or I'm not yes. used to hearing. Not saying mm-hmm. people don't have those relationships that have been in my life, but it's not something that we talk about as a right. child. You know, this person needs to feed you. No, <laughs> that I've never heard of that as a child. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all about you know, you're the man you pursue, you you right. provide, you all, all these ex- ass. yeah external yep. things that really don't define anything it's just a trait but it's not like a man needs to be this like all those things are just made up like what do you want as a as a partner as a as a person in a relationship what do you want to feel and some people want to feel protection some people want to feel security some people want to be pushed into to doing more things to grow some people you know there's so many things and those are the conversations i think you know you can have during the dating process. It's just like, well, who are you? What are your aspirations? How, what do you want from a partner? And those are the things I think that sets the foundation, but usually those are not conversations that are had for the most part. 
one most thousand percent. It's, it's high level things like, yep. you know, do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? See, that's the I mean, wrong questions. The yeah, wrong like wrong questions. That, that will come. That will definitely yep. come. But there's other things um, that comes out of you know those types of relationships or relationships in general that we just don't talk about. So I'm I'm really glad that you're in this this space because I'm excited to see what comes from it. You know. Yes. I don't know what's going to come from it, but <laughs> Shit, you I, know, don't even... <laughs> I, I know it's going to be fulfilling. I, I know that it's yeah. going to be like amazing. And what I love about what you just said is the art of the importance of loving yourself. And I think it's important to, I had to learn um, the distinction between actively loving myself and just showing mm-hmm. myself moments of self-love and self-care. Cause I think, mm-hmm the commercialization of like the self-care and self-love movement has made it seem like it's all face masks and, and spa yeah. baths and like pedicures <laughs> and shit. Yeah. And the reality, I was doing all of that and I still felt empty. I still felt depressed. Like I was just like, what's going on? Like I have a date with myself every Friday night. Like, why don't I love myself yet? <laughs> and I yeah. had to realize like, yo, this is much, much deeper. Like I had, there's a lot of confrontation you know what I'm saying? That that happens when you are alone. And to your point, I think that's why a lot of us are scared to go to those places because especially, you know, if you're like us, like if you're high powered and you just been going, 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 going to school, going to college, graduated, started working right away, and you've just been moving your whole life, you know, you may not have even had the time or the luxury of intentionally spending time with yourself. And that's what 2020 gave to me and it's just kind of showed me like yo I always ask people it's less about do you want to get married I'm like how much how much time have you spent with yourself like when was the last time <laughs> you intentionally just took a few months yeah. to you know what I'm saying because to yeah. me that's more important than your resume your bank account like I'm just like do you know yourself because if you don't and we're all mind you we're all learning ourselves constantly but I think there are levels to this shit and I feel like at this point in my life, knowing how much work I'm putting into my like holistic self, I'm like, I look forward to discovering people who are keeping that same energy with themselves. You know what I'm saying? It's less about mm-hmm. what they can do for me. And it's just like, what are you doing for you? Yes. And what are we going to do together? Exactly. Yo, <laughs> and what yeah. are we doing yeah. together? <laughs> Million dollar question. <laughs> yo, yo. So, so real. Makaya, yo. (laughs) Like I said earlier, we can talk about this hours and hours and hours. Yo, I I so appreciate this conversation. So, so tell me like, if we're wrapping it up and like, what are your final words to the people? Ooh, what are my final words? Mm -hmm. Divest from these niggas and invest (laughs) in yourself. (laughs) Yo. I, I need to put that on a t-shirt. I'm copywriting it. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. I think, you know, to be honest, I mean, we're all fun and games and stuff like that. But also, I mean, this is not to say there is no absolute. So it's not saying there are no great black men out there. I, I mean, never said is, that. And you did not. Sure and I'm didn't. Just, I'm clarifying. Oh, no, I know. I know, I know. <laughs> no, this is for the audience. I know you know, but I want, you yeah, know, yeah. niggas is quick to be like, she bashing black. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. No, I we, got more love, love for these niggas than 
then y'all do for yourself sometimes. So yeah, listen. yeah, and that's that's <laughs> typically the case in general, and it goes outside of just romantic relationships. Is you know, black women are such a important role in the community. So I'm glad that you gave your 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 perspective on dating and specifically just from a, a black woman's perspective. It's it's just very important to hear. I think and. I thank you for sharing it because it, it needs to be heard. And I think as, you know, as we continue to have these conversations, we are driving people again towards, you know, what do we need to do internally to manifest some of the external things and not be super tied to timelines and maybe what society wants from us or our maybe preconceived notions of what a relationship is, what marriage looks like and things like that. You know, I, I try my best to kind of find a way to dis, disassociate myself or separate, not disassociate, but separate from certain things so I can re- really get an idea of what that thing is. So, okay, dating. Let me not date for a while so I can see what do I really feel about dating. Um, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. So mm-hmm. I'm really, you know encouraged in this in this conversation for other people because I, I know that there's so much internal work for us to do. And, you know, I love my black people for sure. Um but Likewise. you know, let's let's find ways to to continue to support each other and grow and love and things like yes. that. So yes. that's really what this conversation is about. Uh thank you again for it. Um thank any you more final words? for providing for a space. Because you know, I, you know, I, I, I have these conversations a lot, and I think when I talk to men, sometimes their default is to talk about all the good men that exist and all the things that mm-hmm. they were doing. And I'm like, yo, like, but are you listening? You know what I'm saying? Black women yeah. are have been speaking since we got here on this planet. You know, like black women are always speaking, and so thank you for providing a space where we can speak freely um, and be heard. Because you know. We've been saying what's on our hearts. It's just niggas ain't been listening. So thank you. Yeah, for sure. And thanks for sharing. So now we're going to get into, I really feel like we can keep talking, but I'm not going to. We totally but... can. <laughs> Three hours. <laughs> right? Um, so we're going to get into the questions, uh, listener questions before we head out. So I got a question that was, uh, <laughs> it was like a cry for help, but, uh, cause I was like, what is this about? So the question was more so like, what should I eat, do and watch? And I was like, what is happening? What is this about? And basically it, it's more about, you know, we're in a pandemic and there's just so much going on and it can feel very exhausting because, you know, things are still not fully open. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us, depending on where we are, are still heavily quarantined and things like that. And, you know, things are just not back to normal, whatever that means. I don't know if we'll ever get ever get back to normal, but um, like, what do you do to kind of cope with everything that's going on? Like, are there certain things that you're watching? Um, like, what are you doing? Physical activities? Like, what are you doing to kind of cope with what's going on? Shaking a lot of ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? No, honestly, honestly, I think that um, the biggest, I, I'd say the biggest contributors to my mental wellness and my emotional wellness has been music, honestly. Like, I yeah. have been getting deep into my playlist bag. 
you know, over the last year um, mm-hmm. and just discovering new artists. Like that really does bring me so much joy just to like dance around the house, set a mood, turn on my lights, like, you know, light a candle and just vibe out. That's been yeah. very helpful for me. Um, I've recently, I, I moved to a beautiful, the beautiful neighborhood of the Murray Park. And so now mm-hmm. I actually love walking around and taking walks. I don't, I'm not walking as much as I would like to, but I'm like actively just trying to walk more when I think of it um, and just take 15, 20 minutes and just roam around, you know, and that's been helpful just to get out the house, you know, and get some fresh air. Like I cannot overstate. It's like, it's like so simple, but it's almost so simple. Sometimes I'm like, there's no way a walk is going to make me feel better. So I just don't do it. But cause I'd be overthinking that shit, but Mm -hmm. it really does help every single time. Yeah. Um, I also take a lot of night drives. I love to drive around the city at night and just blast my playlist. Like, or just like go on SoundCloud and just go down a rabbit hole. Like I love that shit. So those wow. have been three things that are awesome. That's really cool. So what um give us one song that like you you listen to a lot. Oh my god. Okay. So th- my current obsession is this song Baby by this amazing artist. Her name is Ro, R-O-E. And Mm -hmm. the song is such a vibe. It's very poppy. It's very like, you know, Saturday, the sun is shining and you're singing about how you want to be somebody's baby. Like, it's just, I just love it. It's like good vibes in a bottle. Yo, I love it. I'm going to check it out. Y'all should check it out too. Yes, please do. Yo, so... You know, tell us like what you got going on next, like where the people can find you if you want them to find you. Yeah, bet. So, um, what do I have going on? Lots that I can't talk about. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm living life minute by minute these days. So, if you would like to tune in with me at any given moment, follow me at Makayaisms on IG. M A K I A H I S M S. And um, shout out to everyone who be calling me Makia. The proper pronunciation <laughs> is Makaya. Um, and then, you know, follow me at Tidiana Grande if you're nasty. Um, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So before we go, you have to play our, our last segment called Team Who. Ooh. So I have a little scenario for you and you okay. have to pick, you know, which team you're on. So, you know, you've had such a long day for at work and um you're like you're hungry you're like okay i think i want some chicken and then you're like all right i think specifically i want win- wing stop and you're <laughs> like very on brand right <laughs> <laughs> so you're in wing stop so are you team drums or team flats oh my god team flats all day <laughs> Yo, no explanation. We'll, nope, we'll save I'm still it, leaving but... there. Enough said. Enough <laughs> cool. said. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yo, <laughs> thank you, Makaya, for coming. Thank you. Oh my gosh, it was so great talking to you today. Um, yes, yes, amazing. Oh my god, you're so good at this. I mean, I'm all right. I don't know. I'm figuring it out. <laughs> no, you're, it. No, th- you're really good at this. Like seriously, um, this was so good. Thanks, Boo. Thank you. So. <laughs> Everybody, that is the end of today's episode. Remember to to subscribe to The Great Overthinker on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can follow us. You can follow us also on Instagram. Our handle is The Great Overthinker. If you have any questions that you would like us to potentially answer on the show, please submit your question via our website, thegreatoverthinker.com. 
Also, visit the website to hear a bonus clip of Makai explaining why she chose flats <laughs> in today's episode. Of t- <laughs> so that's all we got. That's a wrap. Uh, until next time. Bye. Bye, Makai. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>